Good evening, brothers and sisters. We are talking about the importance of the revelation coming from the apostles and prophets to build our life on Jesus, the chief cornerstone. And so, we are learning how do we receive the revelation, the apostolic word, and then how. Do we need to nurture these words so that they produce fruits? So earlier on, we learned that we need to obey the word of God in order to bear fruits. That's one of the key for fruit bearing. And uh, this evening, we want to talk about the struggle that we have in obedience to the word of God. The last time we learned that the apostle Peter, even though he was used mightily by God, and he was receiving some revelation, and yet he struggles with the revelation that God is releasing to him concerning bringing in the Gentiles to be one with the Jews in the kingdom of God. And so you can see, even with a man of God being used mightily by God, yet they struggle sometimes uh, with uh, obedience and and with receiving the word of God. And so, uh, for every one of us, we, from time to time, will struggle in obedience to the word of God, and we trust that as we look to God, look to His grace, He will work in us. And bring about that uh, obedience in our life. And uh, James one, verse sixteen, tells us that it says, "Don't be deceived, my dear brothers." And uh, verse twenty-two, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So. The scripture is very clear that sometimes we listen to the word of God, and we thought that's it, it's done. We have we have come to God, we have listened to the preaching of the word, and so we just go our way. But the Bible says, if we do not obey, if we do not put that word into practice, so that it becomes a reality in our life, we can be deceiving ourselves. And uh, The Lord Jesus, our Lord, He also struggled with obedience to what the Father wants. Hebrews five, verse eight. Although He was a son, He learned obedience from what He suffered. So, because when we obey, there is a price to pay, and. Very often we could suffer in different ways. Maybe not physical suffering, but sometimes it hurts our pride. Sometimes, you know, maybe we need to really uh, uh, suffer in terms of relationship, in terms of uh, uh, some benefit, and so on. So Jesus has to learn obedience from what he suffered, and. Uh, But Jesus suffered 
not because of what he, uh, the, the wrong that he has done. For many of us, sometimes we suffer in obedience uh, because we have created a problem. We have sinned. But in cases when we have not sinned and yet because of obedience to God, just like Jesus, we have to ask ourselves, what is God doing in my life? What is God accomplishing in me or through me? Okay, so Jesus, our Lord Jesus, He saw the purpose. He saw the reason why He needed to suffer. Uh, in the book of Hebrews 12, verse 2, He said, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus, he saw the joy that is set before him. And that's why he endured the cross. And so it would be good for us in those moments when we feel that others are wrong, we are so right, not to look at others, not to blame others, not to accuse others, but rather to look into ourselves and say, God, what are you accomplishing in me or through me? Or is it because of me going through this suffering, others are blessed, others are being enriched? Therefore, I'm willing for the joy that is set before me, for the reward that you have prepared for me. I will endure the cross. I will uh, uh, obey even though it causes me, even though I need to suffer. So Jesus learned, learned obedience. So it's, it's, it's something that we can learn, right? And uh, maybe initially it's difficult, but we learn. We learn to lay down ourselves just like Jesus. We learn to put down our, what we want, what we, uh, in, in order to, to be obedient to God, we learn to lay down our self-worth just like Jesus. You know, when Jesus was going through that testing in obedience to God, He really suffered and He prayed, Father, not my will, but Your will be done. So Jesus was learning to let go, even though He knows it means suffering, even though He knows it's going to be really terrible, but He saw the benefit, He saw the blessing, he saw the result of this, this obedience, the fruits that is, that is birthing as a result of his obedience. So, you see, when we obey, it brings about fruits. It brings about a harvest of righteousness uh, in the kingdom of God and in our life. So when Jesus was going through those suffering, uh, the Bible tells us an angel Luke 22, verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. You know, the tremendous pressure, uh, suffering that, that, and, and agony that in, in his emotion that he has to go through in order to 
to be obedient to the Father, and God is faithful. When we obey Him, just like Jesus, He was willing to to lay down, and God sent His angels to minister to Him. And the Word of God tells us there is grace available for us when we walk in obedience, when we follow after God. You know, we struggle. Yes, it's difficult, but. God will release His grace to us, to suffering, right in the midst of suffering, so that He will He will help us to He will walk with us through this uh, this kind of uh, 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 testing, okay, that that we need. So it required faith to be obedient to God. Jesus saw what is ahead of Him, right? It's not something that is immediate. But is in the future. He saw the fruits of his harvest, uh, uh, the fruits of his obedience, and so we need to see the fruits of our obedience. And it takes faith because you don't see immediately. That's why we fix our eyes on Jesus. That's why we we learn from him. We uh, we uh, he he becomes our example. We know that God is faithful. We know there will be. Harvest, a harvest coming out of our obedience. So it takes faith to obey, right? That's why Romans one verse five, Romans one verse five. Through him and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. So we need to have this kind of obedience because we have faith in God. We have faith that there will be a harvest of of fruits. So we、uh, obey what God wants. So that is the first point that we need to learn obedience, and every one of us will struggle from time to time. Even Jesus Himself,、uh, at that time in His life, when He has to face the cross, He had He suffered,、uh, He struggled with obedience. And then the second thing we need to learn about obedience is the deception of partial obedience. You know, this is so deceptive because we obey in certain ways. We obey up to a point, but actually we didn't. Fully obey, and so the deception is: yes, I have done it. Yes, I have obeyed. King Saul, you know, when he was disobedient to God about killing all those uh, 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 those uh, lutes or, or those uh, uh, thing that that he、uh, from the land that he conquered. When the prophet came, he said, "Yes, I obey. I went to fight. Yes, he did. He obeyed partially, but he disobeyed by keeping some of these cattle and, and and so on that God asked him to to totally destroy. So partial disobedience can be so deceptive, and it just blinds us. Look at Malachi chapter three verse seven. Malachi three verse seven." Ever since the day of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees 
and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you," says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? So there you are, the nation of Israel. God was saying to His prophets, "Since the days of our, since the days of your forefathers, right, you all have turned away from my decrees." And the the people's response. How are we to return? They are really ignorant. They are really they really do not know where they have not obeyed God, not for, uh, uh, have have turned away from the decrees. What is the what is the cause of this? Verse eight. God responds to the question: How are we to return? He said, "Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me." But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes. And offering, you are under because the whole nation view because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Is it a problem? Is not because they didn't offer. The problem is not because they did not tithe, but it is partial obedience. They brought their tithes, but that is not the full amount. They have kept some of the tithes for themselves, and God has told them the tithes belongs to me. You are to bring it into my storehouse. But they have come and offer, but they kept some. You see, partial obedience, so that deceived them, so that they really do not know that they are disobeying or, or break away from 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 what God has decreed for them to do. So, can you see, partial obedience can be so uh, deceptive, and God say, "You are robbing me." And God, I'm sure the nation of Israel. There are other ways that they disobey God, but God single out many, single out tidings and offering, because we, as we have learned previously, you know, when when we talk about finance, money, it is really the test of our hearts, the integrity of our hearts. And that's why David say, you know, we 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 are able to offer this offering to you because of the integrity of our hearts. So so money has to do with the testing of our heart. So that's why God single up of all the the things that we could do wrong. God single up the finance because God is really after the heart, the heart of obedience and devotion uh, to Him. And so, when God singled out、uh, finance, it wasn't that He needed the money. It wasn't that、uh, He wants us to be deprived of of、uh, what we can enjoy through that money that that we we keep. But rather, He wants to give more to us. You know, we 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 learn about the covenant, how we can confirm. 
the keep the covenant is through the produce of the land, through finance, through our harvest that we return unto God. We acknowledge that God is the one who has given us the ability to gain wealth. So God is looking to to entrust more to us and not so much to take away from us, right? So this is this is he he wants us to keep the covenant. He wants us to keep walking with him in obedience so that he can entrust more to us. So let's let's uh, capture this intention of God's heart when when he talk about finance and giving when we we obey God by bringing the full tithes to God uh, the, the offering to God we we know God wants to release more blessing to us he said test and see he will open the flood gates of heaven to to pour down more blessing upon us so this is the the first uh, the, the second point that we are to obey God fully and not partially because it can be so deceiving and we can even deceive ourselves so that we don't know what's wrong and in fact if you look at the church i think most most of us in church we obey God yes you know up to a point yes but we feel it's okay you know we keep going uh, week after week and with the same kind of attitude but rather than coming before God and say God help me I'm struggling with my obedience I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with tithes I'm struggling with this and, and so on but help me to obey you fully yeah? but rather than being deceived that, to think that it's okay with this kind of partial obedience uh, to God so let's let's uh, search our hearts. Let's allow God to speak to us so that uh, we learn, learn obedience, learn to pay the price, uh, learn to walk in a way that God will have us to walk. And God promised, God promised there will be a harvest ahead of us. There will be blessing coming. Right? And the third thing, Obedience has to do with who is Lord of our life. When we obey, that means God, you are Lord. When we do not obey or partially obey, we are Lord of our own life. And worse still, when we disobey, it's not so simple as we disobey. There is another spirit that is working in this world. You know which spirit I'm talking about. Among the disobedience. Let's read it in Ephesians 2. Verse 2 and verse 3. Ephesians 2, verse 2. In which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also live among them at one time, gratifying the craving of our sinful nature and following its desire and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. So can you see, when we disobey, it's not as simple as that. There's another spirit the, the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, 
demonic spirit of a demonic kingdom rather than the kingdom of God. Right? It's working in our life so that we are disobedient and it caused us to obey our flesh and to obey the ways of this world. But when we are obeying God, what happens? Look at Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. So there you are. When we obey, God's Spirit is working in us. God is working in us to will and to act according to His good purpose. So can you see? Obedience and disobedience. When we obey, God's Spirit is working out His plan and His purpose in our life. When we disobey, the spirit of this world, the demonic spirit from demonic kingdom is working in the life of the disobedience. And there is a consequence for that. He said we become object of wrath. There is a consequence. Here, when we obey, fruits, harvest of righteousness, blessing, follow us as compared with wrath that is coming our way. So, the Word of God exhorts us to obey because of God, not because of people. So Paul says, you know, as you've always obeyed when we are around, now that we are not going to be around, continue. Continue to obey. Not because you see somebody, then you obey. Right? But rather because you are obeying God. He is the Lord of your life. Right? And, and you continue to, to allow Him to work out His salvation, our salvation in us. So there is tremendous reward for those who are obedient. And uh, Isaiah 1, verse 19 and verse 20, He said, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. And if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So can you see, when we obey God, there is tremendous promises and blessing. He, will, he said you will eat the best from the land. Wow. What a blessing. The best from the land. And that's what we want. Okay? Uh, to, to, to be willing. You see, it's, a, it's, 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 it's an act of our will. It's whether we are willing or not willing. When we are willing, when we are not able to, God will work and He will release His grace to work in us because we are willing so that we become able. But when we are not willing, there's nothing that, that He can do because He honors our decision, our choices. Of course, that comes with consequence. So let us you know, stir up ourselves and exhort ourselves that we will walk in obedience to the Word of God, to the revelation that we're receiving 
so that we will reap a bountiful harvest and enjoy the best from the land, and uh, uh, so that uh, God's name, God's kingdom, will be extended and glorified. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word and for the understanding of your word. And we know, indeed, we struggle many a time in obedience to your word. And Lord, we thank you for assuring us the harvest, the blessing, the promises when we obey your word. And, and, and oh Lord, we, we are willing to obey your words. We want to obey you and walk in obedience and reap this bountiful harvest in our life and in your kingdom, O oh God. Lord, help us, Lord. May your grace be released into us even right now, even as we lay down ourselves, put down our own will to, to walk in obedience to, to your will, O oh God. Lord, Lord, we, 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 we thank you, Lord, for the assurance of, of your grace and of the ministry of your Holy Spirit in our lives to, to cause us to walk successfully and, and, and walk through those, those uh, struggles that we have. And, and, and we look to you and we thank you and we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless your people, O oh God. Help us to arise. Help, help us to, our eyes to be open and not be deceived, oh God, by ourselves. And, and so that your words will be so precious to us that we'll hold on to them. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.